0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Oral Exam Preparations. Our episode today is on basic conducting concepts. We'll see you soon. back to another episode of Oral Exam Preparations. This is your host, Bobby Cody, leaning on the wisdom of all those who have gone before us in the conducting program. Today, we're here to talk about conducting techniques, some basic concepts to help you improve your conducting. Well, the first thing we want to talk about is what exactly do conductors control? There's an old adage that says there's only so things, you, so many things in life you can control. Only worry about the things you can control. Well, as a conductor, there are a lot of things you can control. The first and foremost is, you guessed it, the T word, tempo. We control the tempo with our baton, with our movements, with our movements in space, hearkening back to the little bond gestures. How fast do we arrive at the beats and how much space to input between them controls the tempo. The next thing we control is our dynamics. Now this can be done in a variety of ways. Um, the automatic one that most conductors go to is the size of their pattern, but you'll learn as you develop in conducting that it's not always about the size, it can also be about the intent. One of the ways we change the intent and can change the dynamic is with what we call zones. If you're in zone one, that means your arms are relatively close to your body, close to your solar plex. You can have a decent size beat and still be showing a small dynamic level. As you move out to zone two, which is the natural extension of the arms in conducting, um, in a conducting stance, um, you're showing a moderate volume, and as you extend the arms out of what we call zone three, you're just continuing to increase that dynamic level. The final one is articulation. Now, while we can't reach into the mouths of our players or our singers and change the way that they tongue or move their teeth to make articulation, we can Give them the best possibility for success by showing them in our bodies what we expect from the music. So these are three things that conductors control. The tempo, the dynamics, and the articulation. There are three phases in conducting any piece or in one's conducting career. The first one is the mechanics. That's step one or phase One, that's learning the basic mechanics of how to move your body in time as it relates to music. This includes things like beat patterns, ictus, preparational beats, um, size of pattern or location of pattern for different dynamics, things we discussed above. Phase two is gestures. So there are an infinite number of gestures to learn. And when we mean when we say gesture, we mean how what does your body do that represents the music itself, not a point, for example, is specifically used for one specific type of moment. No, our body is creating the music in a visual way, and there's an infinite number of gestures. If you need to start of the gestures, we go to the LeBan method as a basis from which to work. So phase one was mechanics. Phase two is gestures and gestural vocabulary, adding different gestures, borrowing from people around you, um, look at watching the great composers and conductors and borrowing from them. And once we've achieved these two, we move to intuition. This is where we look at our score and our hands do what they see. Now this happens in a piece as you learn it, but it also happens in your career. As you gain ability as a conductor, Your body will learn to just do what's on the page. And this is called intuition. So three phases in conducting you're going to move through. The first is the mechanics, learning the basics. Second is gestural vocabulary, gaining different gestures to create musical sounds in a visual way. And finally, intuition. Now, we've already talked about zones, but I want to go back over that one more time. Uh, We have three different conducting zones that we discuss, and this is an important way for you to move into and beyond the mechanics. Uh, The first one is we put our elbows behind the body so our hands are right in front of our solar plex. We call that conducting zone one. Conducting zone two is normal with our arms at a 45 degree angle and our arms parallel to the floor. Finally, we have conducting zone three which is where our arms are extended. Now arguably the most important idea In the most difficult for new conductors to overcome, is the difference between horizontal and vertical conducting. New conductors often create only vertical conducting as they try to pound out every beat in a correct pattern. But we learned very quickly that most music doesn't demand only vertical conducting. Instead, it demands vertical. In horizontal and oftentimes as seen in the case of Barbara's Adagio for strings only horizontal conducting with verticals only indicating downbeats of measures. So these two directions are vital to understand. Vertical conducting is where you can see the preparatory beats up into the air and back down. Horizontal conducting is where we understand the placement of the beat based on the amount of time it took you to get there without a large preparatory beat. So, to review what we talked about today, what do conductors control? Will they control tempo, dynamics, and articulation? What are the three phases in your conducting career as you develop? Well, the first one is mechanics. The second one is gaining gestural vocabulary. And the last is intuition, being able to look at the score and do what you see. We discussed one specific strategy, and that is the cons- Conducting zones first being where your elbows are behind the body with hands in front of the solar plex The next is being in a normal position where your arms are at 45 degree angles with them parallel to the floor and finally the third is with your arms extended Lastly we discussed conducting direct directions whether we're conducting horizontal or vertically. I hope that helped You understand some more about conducting, and I hope to see you next time here on the Oral Exam Preparation Podcast.